Welcome to this very special episode of Football CFB where I'll be joined by Brad from the band The Howl and the Hum who produced the incredible theme song Until I Found a Rose for Football CFB. The band will be performing two songs. At the start of the podcast you'll get an exclusive live version of Until I Found a Rose. I'll interview Brad about his love for Coventry and the band's love of football and also talk about their upcoming album Human Contact that's out on the 29th of May and available to pre-order now. And then the, the episode will finish with an exclusive live performance again for Football CFB of God Manchester Chinese Bridge, one of the band's best songs to date. I hope you really enjoy this podcast because the band have been incredible supporters of CFB. I'm incredible supporters of the band. And who doesn't love a bit of live music? Um.
I'm joined on Football CFB by Brad from The Howl and Hum, the band who produced the theme song for Football CFB, a theme song that has been widely well-received by the listeners. Thank you for joining me, Brad. Nah, thanks for having us on and thanks for using the song. Uh, we really appreciate it. Well, as I said to you in the intro just there, the the song Until I Found a Rose, it's a song that, that since I first heard it, I just resonated with the lyrics. Um, personal story, obviously I got engaged a few weeks ago and, and my fiancée, Mary Ann, she absolutely loves the song as well. And, and it's just a song we think sums a lot of things up in life for us personally. And it means a lot to us as a song. Um, now, to be honest with you, it's a song that, as I say, the lyrics just mean a lot to me personally. And having it on the podcast it has been a pleasure. In terms of the band itself, how did the band form and, and how long have you been, been working as a band? So it started out as our singer, Sam. He, he was like a solo singer-songwriter playing in the like, open mic scene in York. Uh, like, we were both at university in York from, like, I was there from 2010 and Sam from 2011. So we just met at, like, the open mic nights there. Um, and then slowly we kind of, me and Sam started playing together. I was playing some, like, double bass. And we're doing quite folky stuff. And then it just slowly became more and more of a thing as we started working on more and more songs. And and then we met Connor and Jack, who are both from York. We went through about 10 different uh, lineups before we ended up with them. And so, yeah, it was like 2016 or 17 by the time we were like a real band. So it was a good sort of five years of like slowly building up towards it and writing lots of songs. In terms of the band, you mentioned 2016 being a big year for the band in general. You, you've got that secure lineup now. Um, you've got your, your first album coming out soon. Human Contact, of all names at this time. I mean, uh, just describe that for me. Well, the thing... So Human Contact is a song that we released last year, um, which is nothing... Like, has nothing to do with this current pandemic. Yeah, of course. Um, but... Then, obviously, and then we announced our album back in, uh, in, I think it was in February, we announced that the album was coming out. We announced it was called Human Contact. And just then, we were just in Ireland at the time. And we, uh, Hugh Stevens, the, the radio DJ, who was, like, introducing us for this TV show in Ireland, just pointed out that, like, this is just as it was becoming clear there's going to be maybe a lockdown and things like that, pointed out that maybe this was the wrong year to release an album called Human Contact. And so we were just like, oh, we hadn't thought of this. But, like, obviously, people new to the band might think we're trying to make a joke or something, but it's not. This is an album that's... I mean, so Until I Found a Rose is the oldest song on the album. That was actually written six years ago. And uh, it's an album that's been written over the last, like, long period of time. And it's actually more sort of the theme from the lyrics that... And Sam, our singer who writes the lyrics, the theme is really uh, about the idea of kind of... One of the themes is isolation due to technology in the modern age. So it's quite interesting now that we're all isolated forcibly, but now we're actually brought together by technology more so than ever because it's the only way for us to communicate. Well, that is a very a very interesting point, how there's been a, an absolute shift there, as you've said. And in terms of the album, um, Human Contact, we've took, as I say, the listeners to CFB are aware of Until I Found a Rose, but when is the album going to be released? Because it is very soon. Yeah, it's May the 29th, which is just like three or four weeks away from now. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's really soon. And we did, we some people wanted us to like delay it, like a lot of people are, but we just thought 
you know, as I said, we've been a band for a long time, and then it's been our first time. Our first album's been a long time coming, so we just wanted to get on with it. Well, I think getting on with it is, is a good thing, and and with the response that the listeners to the podcast have given to to obviously until I found a rose, it's something that I'm really excited about. But in terms of any listeners to this on Apple Music at the moment, there's a few songs from the album that you can listen to: Human Contact, Hall of Fame. The only boy racer left on the island, and in particular, I have to say, I really like Call of Fame as well. I think that's a song that, again, is just really nice. I th- I think that the, I suppose until I find a rose and the Hall of Fame are quite similar, and they're quite pounding, they're quite upbeat, um, and they're also sort of slightly, I guess, they're a bit more anthemic. Um, but funnily, funnily enough, uh, obviously, this has been used for. Um, this until Final Rose has been used with a football podcast, and actually, Hall of Fame has been used for like football highlights on BT Sport and things like that. So this, the two songs do seem to go quite well alongside football. Um, but in terms of the Scottish thing, the only boy racer left on the island is actually written about being in Orkney. Um, we were on tour, and we noticed like we were driving around in this little van. Um, that we had, which we borrowed off uh, Connor, our guitarist, stepdad, to this like crappy old van, and this like boy racer just kept overtaking us, and we noticed it when someone said, "Oh, there he is, the only boy racer left on the island," and uh, it all came from just the imagery of being up, up there, really. So that's, um, I think that's actually one of my favourite songs on the album, but it's quite different to the rest of the sort of singles. In terms, in terms of the band, Brad. How would you describe the band in, in, in your own words? Because, as I say, for me, people might say indie, alternative, but how would you describe it in your own words? My, my favourite description of it is miserable disco, in that it's like quite upbeat, or it can be quite upbeat sounding at points, but um, songs are generally quite miserable, or can be seen to be. So I quite like miserable disco, but I guess, yeah, like... I th- it's like guitar music with a bit of a slant on it or that's what I hope it is because we are an indie band in many senses and we are a guitar band but we try to and as you'll see with the next song we're putting out actually we do try to do things slightly differently and not as straight down the line I suppose as some indie music I guess just because we like lots of different music really well absolutely yeah. and, and it's good to, to have a variation as you've said and, and to stay on the theme of football in terms of yourself, you're, you're a Coventry fan, I believe. Yeah, Coventry fan. I grew up in Coventry, so I've always supported Coventry, which hasn't always been the greatest amount of fun um, with all of the things, whether it be like on the pitch or, you know, behind the scenes and things with stadiums and owners. But, you know, yeah, I have been, uh, I have been a Coventry fan all my life. And I'm actually at my parents' house in Coventry at the moment, and I've got a copy of the 1987 FA Cup final, which Coventry won next to my bed <laughs> on on VHS, which is just just there. I don't know why it's there, but it is. <laughs> Someday I've got coming on the podcast soon um, is Matt Letissi. And well, by the time we, this comes out, Matt Letissi will have been on the podcast. And in terms of him, he's someone that was a bane of Coventry in the 90s. And, and I believe you've got a story about that as well. Oh yeah, so we, me and my, my my dad and my granddad always used to go Highfield Road, and we used to go like right down near the right down near the dugout. But this one particular time, I remember we were kind of behind the goal, and every time he ended up back, I just I was really young, I was like eight, 
I just had this vision of us like I just used to scream at the players. I didn't. I was just following suit of what all the the older men were doing, really. But I just remember screaming at him and him looking at me, and and just I can just remember his face, and it's just his face is just ingrained in my mind as like one of those you know those footballers from the era when you've sort of grown up that you kind of remember. And it for me like I kind of fell out. I I didn't. I stopped following football when I became a teenager and I became obsessed playing with the guitar. So for me, the whole world of football revolves around the nineties because I was born in nineteen ninety. So it's all those players from that era. That that era of football is an an era that is is fondly remembered by so many people. And you mentioned Coventry as well and the success with the FA Cup as as you've mentioned there. In terms of the club at the moment. The club are doing well in, in, in League One, hopefully going to get back to the Championship. In terms of the future, do you hope to see them back in the Premier League within maybe the next 10 years or so if, if off-the-field fortunes can, can turn as well? Well, that's it. That's the sad thing. Is It just doesn't it seem so much to be about what's going to happen off off the pitch because, like, now, it, it you know, we, they're not even playing football in Coventry and at every avenue that I've seen I don't follow it as closely as I could but every avenue that I've seen where the owners could choose the right path for the club they don't seem to but they are doing well despite it so I would I would hope that if people can get behind it that you know yeah it would be in the Premier League because I could still remember the day that they were relegated and at that point I think it was Coventry and Everton were the longest standing teams in top flight football they'd been in the top division of football to that day for longer than longer than anyone else and it was you know it's been horrible to see them you know decline ever since but it is on the up so hopefully hopefully things will turn around absolutely i hope they do for yourself as well and and to bring it back to the to, to the band the the album's coming out as you've said may the 29th the 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 singles and the songs that you've got available at the moment have been well received which i'm delighted about because i love my music um, and I really like what the band are producing. And to be honest with you, I'm really excited for, for the album from a personal point of view. And and what I want to, to say, obviously, I know the situation we're in at the moment means in terms of putting down solid dates is anyone's guess, whether that's footballers, whether that's the government, whether that's bands. But when this is over, have you got a plan to tour the UK and, and play some gigs in Scotland as well? Oh yeah, definitely. So our first ever tour was actually in Scotland. We went, we did what they called the Highlands tour, but we did actually play in a few other places. And, and on two of our tours, we've done rather than just your one or two gigs, we've done like eight gigs in Scotland. And, you know, we've been up to Orkney and wherever. So we do have a tour booked actually for September and October, which includes, uh, we you know we should be doing Edinburgh, a couple of places in the Highlands. We're doing Glasgow as well, but it's all just on hold. So hopefully that can happen in september and october but if not as soon as we can we'll be back and we'll be playing everywhere we can really up and we're also going to try and play like a lot of record stores or smaller places or like we we all really love playing working men's clubs so places like that we want to do some some smaller gigs as well well that sounds very good and, and it's something that I, I think is very interesting um in one of the places I was, I was in Glasgow a few times last year, and um, to see bands, I'm, I'm from Inverclyde, so not too far away, and I really like the fact that the SWG3, the old kind of warehouse they've got, Inhaler did a, a small kind of gig there, and so did Snow Patrol, which was which was amazing as well. And I think although music is great when it's on a big stage in an arena, etc., and that's where ultimately I'm sure yourself and the band dream of being and want to be and we'll, and we'll work towards over the next five, ten years. But there is something quite special about an intimate gig, isn't there? 
yeah yeah it's like it's where i like you know i grew up learning to play music at like folk festivals and in in small pubs and things like that so it's a, it's a me- obviously like going and seeing the spectacle of an arena show or a stadium show even this is amazing but there's you can't beat those like intimate tiny gigs there's nowhere like it and, I, and actually glasgow and to be fair like i would have thought edinburgh, edinburgh would have been a bit posh a bit like york for it but actually the edinburgh crowd was really wild that we had but in those like hundred capacity rooms that are a bit too small and a bit too sweaty there's something really special about those kind of venues you know so it's um i think it's the best way to experience music and, and maybe the only way we'll be able to for a while because i think bigger capacity events are just not going to be allowed well that's so, that's very true and, and something that will be be interesting to monitor the developments but in terms of the band you mentioned you're a coventry fan in terms of the other boys in the band what who do they support so we've got a mixed bag sam the singer supports liverpool but he's actually from colchester um but he's a big liverpool fan um connor the guitarist who when we're discussing who would come on this he was the the bottom of the pick because he said he's only ever been to one football game which was tadcaster albion which are like a tight i think they're like non-league side but they have like an amazing little ground and he he said he's been on boxing day and he doesn't remember a lot because i think it's quite (laughs) quite a hectic day but he um but yeah so and and then Jack, our drummer, who I thought would be the one to come on because he plays football, plays in the five-a-side team. He was being too shy. He's a Manchester United fan, so I like to rib him about being a bit of a glory supporter, being that he is from York and he supports Manchester United. But Well, there you go. You've got Manchester United and Liverpool fans in the band, whereas, true to your roots, you're following Coventry in League One, and hopefully, as we've said, they'll get to the, the Premier League again soon. And the last sort of question I've got for you, Brad, here is... We've talked about the album Human Contact out on May 29th, as we've said. In terms of um, the podcast, Until I Found a Rose has been a song, as I say, that's went down really well with the listeners. In terms of the other songs that are out there at the moment before the album's released, um, where can listeners listen to those and and can they um, pre-order the album already? Oh, yeah. So we're on Spotify and Apple Music and all of those different places like that all available through our like Instagram or or website, wherever any of that should come up and on YouTube, actually. And we've got a fair few videos on YouTube and then through our website, you can pre-order the album, which is obviously a massive help for us at a time like this. Um, And we can do like, you know, we do like signed bundles and we've got T-shirts and whatnot on there and all those things that record labels like us to do to market ourselves. And um yeah, so that's all all available on there. And we have got, like, every week from now, for quite a long time, we'll have alternate versions of songs coming out. Like, the other, we have done an acoustic version of Until I Found Rose. And we've got more versions like that. We've got music videos coming out. So there'll be loads of stuff, but it will all be on our social media channels, mostly. Brilliant. As I say, in terms of the, the social media channels, in terms of Twitter, um, could you just remind the listeners of the Twitter handle as well, please? Uh, the Twitter handle is at Howl and Hum. And then everywhere else, it's at The Howl and The Hum. Just with Twitter, uh, The Howl and The Hum is too long for a Twitter handle. So. Well, there you go. And as I say, thank you for joining me in the podcast. Um, until I found the rose, as I say, not just saying that because um, you're on genuinely one of my favourite songs, especially of this year in terms of when I first get a chance to hear it. When you and the band agreed to... To, to, to allow CFB to have it for the podcast I was delighted because it's a song that means a lot to me personally 
now, as I've said, got engaged this year and it was a song that means a lot to my fiance as well. But also for the podcast, I think it's just a really, as you say, an upbeat song and a song that I think lots of people can get behind because I think it's especially in times like this, we're in a lockdown situation. People maybe are feeling a wee bit down and, and there's always a rose. There's always always light at the end of the tunnel there. And I just want to again thank you and the band for your support and I can't wait to see you in Glasgow soon. Oh no, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's really it's really nice to have the song used. It's quite personal to me as well because it actually came from me telling Sam, uh, the singer of the band, a story about my friends who are Rob and Rose. That hence until I found a rose, basically, you know, simple situation. You can get from the lyrics like, you know, things improved for both of them, but Rob especially when when they met, or that's how I perceived it, and. Uh, and yeah, and they're a brilliant pair. So it's been really lovely. They know that the song's about them, so it's so lovely to, for them to see, especially like couples like you, uh, like you and your fiance, like really connecting with the song. I think they really love it. And congratulations on the engagement as well. Thank you very much. And as I say, keep up the good work. And I hope to meet you in the band, as I'm saying, very soon in, in Glasgow. But I can't wait to, to see you perform live because, as I say, the album and the tracks I've heard so far have been very impressive. So take care of yourselves and I look, to see, look forward to seeing you on the road soon. Cheers. Thanks very much. Back when you weren't successful Back when you were interesting Back when we were in the same boat Making waves Back in my head now You've made yourself very hard to forget now Do you remember that bridge in the Midlands They pulled apart just to see how it stood But now you're something big in the city So cruel to say It's such a pity So cruel to say But I hope you lose your way Back when you were a reckless one Back when we'd get lost just to get lost Do you remember that mess? Now I return to God Manchester Back to the bridge and I see it still standing there I'm still that lost kid Wrapping his head around forever but now you're something big in the city So cruel to say But it's such a pity So cruel to say But I hope you lose your way And if you're lost I will be waiting And if you're Lost. I will be waiting, and if you're 
Chinese bridge Waiting on good Manchester Chinese bridge